listening to Movie Land on ABC Local Radio, digital and online. Hello and welcome to Movie Land. I'm CJ Johnson. Thank you for joining me. The Golden Globes put out their nominations this morning and I thought I'd do an episode about them. But then I thought, you know what, I haven't necessarily seen all of the films that are being talked about. And also in the coming weeks, I will be giving you my top 10 list of the year and also the Movie Land Awards. So we'll deal with all the best films of the year then. We don't need to go through the Golden Globe nominations. Instead, I would like to give you my reviews of two films that are opening in Australia. Finally, this December, The Florida Project and Call Me By Your Name. They both feature prominently within the Golden Globe nominations. Call Me By Your Name a little more than The Florida Project. I think they're both going to be discussed at Oscar time. I'm sure they are. They absolutely are. So let's talk about both of them. First, The Florida Project. Sean Baker's The Florida Project is an enormously compassionate film. It is joyous and funny, incisive and surprising and truly subversive. It manages to be furious about the state of affairs in the United States while never raising its voice nor venturing near any political imagery. It is sublime and must be seen. I've seen two of Sean Baker's previous features, 2012's Starlet and 2015's Tangerine. Both were original, often very funny, and determinedly empathetic for their characters who lived in the margins of society. However, the Florida Project towers above them as a major mature work, one of the very best films of 2017. Like Wes Anderson's The Royal Tenenbaums, Alexander Payne's Election and Steven Soderbergh's Out of Sight, this is the big, confident, near-perfect film that delivers on a director's enormous, already demonstrated promise and potential. Ostensibly, it's about life among the community, the residents and the manager, at the Magic Castle, a motel in Orlando, Florida, that sits geographically close but socio-economically worlds apart from Walt Disney World. Many of the residents are essentially permanent tenants, living week to week, barely scraping by. Some American media outlets refer to people in this predicament as the invisible homeless, for, although they technically have shelter, it is impermanent, insecure, hanging by the Damocles sword of the weekly rent. Our primary characters are six-year-old Mooney, Brooklyn Prince, and her single mother, Haley. Bria Ven who Baker found on Instagram and who delivers an astonishing debut performance. As their life becomes subtly more precarious, they are watched over by the motel's manager, Bobby, Willem Dafoe, whose empathy and compassion make him an obvious stand-in for Sean Baker himself. Baker and his cinematographer Alexis Zabe tell the story through the perspective of Mooney and her friends. The camera never once looks down at these little wonders. The bold, tacky colours and neglected flora of and around the series of motels and small businesses that make up their world are rendered as bright, joyous and delicious. For at least half the film, Baker and we are content to delight in the children's exultant, unsupervised play. It is the beginning of summer, and their holiday stretches before them like an endless sunny paradise. Even if they can't afford to go into the Magic Kingdom, they have the pools, the corridors, the laundry rooms, the ponds, and, of course, each other. 
This section of the film feels defiantly episodic and breezy and is utterly delightful and very funny. But Baker has an incredibly precise schematic up his sleeve, and all the while he is slowly, calmly, and very deliberately layering in story elements that will build to a narrative we never saw coming. It is a superb display of directorial control, especially given that he was not only working with many non-actors, but often six-year-old ones. Impressively, unlike Tangerine, which was famously shot on iPhones, the Florida Project is shot on film and utilises very formal, often symmetrical, highly structured, locked-off shots. So it wasn't as though Baker and Zabe were just letting the kids be kids and shooting whatever they did. These remarkable little thespians are hitting their marks and acting within the frame, yet bring endless moments of ecstatic spontaneity. Still, Baker and his cast and crew were flexible and agile enough to let their environment deliver them natural bounty. I can think of two scenes, one involving a rainbow and one some flamingos, that were obviously captured on the fly when opportunity knocked, and there may be more. Certainly, there are some astonishing sunsets that can't have allowed for many takes, and Willem Dafoe, the professional actor within this diverse young company, was obviously game to leap in and deliver at a moment's notice. With the flamingos, he comes up with one of the film's funniest lines, but with the kids, he truly lives within the moment, making every exchange full, rich and real. I have never loved him as an actor more. As for Little Brooklyn, it's hard to sing her praises too much, and one shouldn't. Like Quazanzanae Wallace in Beasts of the Southern Wild, Brooklyn is impeccable, the absolute heart and soul of the film, an astonishing find, a boundless life force captured forever in a magical film. I hope she's not dragged all over the red carpets, nor saddled with, as Wallace was, an Annie remake or the like. She's Mooney in The Florida Project and always will be. One thing the Florida Project can teach us is that it's vital that we let kids be kids. That's the Florida Project. It opens in Australia towards the end of December. One more review. Call Me By Your Name, also opening in late December. Timothy Chalamet gives a superb, award-deserving performance as a 17-year-old Jewish-French-Italian-American young man falling in love for the first time in this sensuous, languid, romantic and well-crafted film. Chalamet himself is American-French, speaks French fluently and spent his summers as a boy in France, so his casting here represents a kind of divine providence. He's the right actor in the right role at the right time, and he nails it. He plays Elio, who lives in a gorgeous villa in Lombardia, Italy, with his parents and a couple of household staff. Each summer, his academic father, Michael Stuhlbarg, hosts a research assistant. This year, 1983, it is Oliver, Army Hammer, a brashly confident American scholar. Over the summer, Elio and Oliver fall in love. This is not Brokeback Vineyard. Oliver and Elio are not, at least on the surface, bumbling, self-hating deniers, and they're untroubled by any tangible outside dangers, including bigotry. Indeed, they're both cool. Oliver enchants the whole town with his rather astounding physical presence, but his cool goes deeper than that. It's in how he walks, how he wears the subtly brilliant period-specific summer clothing. He's deeply dorky when he dances 80s style, but that just somehow adds to his cool. 
Likewise, Chalamet's Elio starts the film awkwardly, but Oliver awakens some inner cool within him, and soon he's smoking cigarettes as suavely as the older man. It is incredibly pleasant to spend a couple of hours with characters as unashamedly smart as this. It is rare these days to find English-speaking characters who revel in the pleasures of intellectual discussion, who celebrate each other's braininess. Languages in this household freely intermingle and people lie down and read to each other. Poets and philosophers are quoted and questioned. It feels like a universe away, a better place, and a most wonderful one for these two smart, intriguing people to come together. The film feels too long for its story, which, while it may contain multitudes of feeling and intimate detail, is essentially a simple one. But it is charming in spades and, as captured in Chalamet's performance, an essential addition to the coming-of-age canon. The final shot lodges it there with amazing grace. That's Call Me By Your Name and The Florida Project, as you can hear, both outstanding films and both well worth your time this beautiful summer December. Take care. You've been listening to CJ Johnson and make sure you see a movie at the cinema this weekend. Thanks for listening to Movie Land. If you are listening to the podcast version, please rate and review us right now. Give us five stars and write a little review. It would help Apple promote us in the iTunes store, which would be great simply because it allows more people to listen to our show like you yourself are doing. If you are not a subscriber to the podcast, please go to iTunes and subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. It is free. Share Movie Land with your friends, please. We'd appreciate it. We simply want to spread the word about good movies. And make sure you see a movie at the cinema this weekend. Take care.